are now listening to The Prime Podcast, a show dedicated to exploring and investigating all things health, fitness, and performance related. When something is in its prime, it is at its best. This includes us as humans. Are you ready to take on the world? Then join us on this journey to live life in your prime. Hello, and welcome back to the Prime Podcast, where we're going to talk all things about how to find your prime. And today we're going to talk about habits. Um, Tori has some really great questions in the show notes today and, and some things that she wants me to get going and get out to you so you can have more information to live your best life. All right. So first thing, she has some myth busters at the bottom of them, which I really love. These are awesome little tidbits of information that can also segue me into talking about other things. All right. So first, the myth buster. What are we talking about? How long does it take to form a habit? Better yet, how long does it take to do anything? All right. A lot of people, this is one of the first questions that people ask when they come into the gym. How long is it going to take for me to lose weight? How long is it going to take for me to get a six pack? How long is it going to take for me to look like you? Very difficult question to answer because there isn't a real answer, right? So everybody is going to um, move at different speeds and different directions and all those different things. And depending on your background and how much you're doing, then that's also going to change. So let's take, for example, two separate people who come into the gym. Both are looking to lose, quote unquote, 20 pounds. Person number one is in the gym for three months. They come twice a week and make no real dramatic changes to their nutrition. They come in, so three months, let's say that's 12 weeks, and they've attended 24 workout sessions and made no other changes to their lifestyle, their habits, or anything else. They get frustrated. They're not making change and they've only lost two pounds on the scale. So they give up. On the other hand, person number two comes into the gym with the same goal to lose 20 pounds. They attend class four times a week, which is double the amount of sessions, so it's 48 sessions. They've also decided to do a few other minor things in their diet and in their lifestyle that have contributed to a dramatic change. They decided to sleep an hour extra a night, one hour earlier to bed at night. They've also decided to eat one less serving of carbohydrates per meal and increase their intake of protein by one portion. Over that same three months, this person has lost 15 of the 20 pounds and their body, and they did a body recomposition. So their body has changed significantly. So they've also increased muscle mass while decreasing body fat, and their body fat percentage is moving in the right direction. So now I ask you, how long does it take to reach your goals? It takes as long as it takes, okay? Now, if you're gonna do things a little bit less, then it's gonna take longer. I just got done listening to a podcast slash YouTube video of Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a huge entrepreneur and talks about all things business all the time. And what then one thing he talked to about, because he was interviewing other entrepreneurs, was about the dedication in your time and in your day. So if you want to do something and you only have, let's say if you want to change your career, 
or if you want to start a business. If you are dedicating six hours a day and I'm dedicating 12 hours a day, I'm going to get there twice as fast with everything else being equal. So it's not about the length of time, but the, if, we're, if we're talking about fitness and relating it to fitness and very clearly, we're talking about time under tension. Okay, so if we are performing a squat with a tempo, you know, let's say we're doing five squats with a five second descent. That's 25 seconds. Now, let's say we took uh, 25 air squats and it took us a second per rep. That's also 25 seconds. Those are equal. So, but if we did five air squats, it took one second each. That's only five seconds. So the five squats are not equal in that situation because the time under tension for the tempo makes it more. Therefore, the time under tension or the time under, you know, work or however we want to classify that makes a huge difference. So it's not about how long it takes, but how dedicated you are to the process. And motivation to do that, it doesn't just come out of thin air. So in James Habits book, Atomic, uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he talks about uh, creating new habits a lot. And one of the things that requires you to have the motivation is action and results. And you don't get results until you do the thing. You have to do the thing that you're trying to do. And then that action or that first step to do that creates some results, which then motivates you to keep moving forward. That initial motivation is a fallacy, and we've talked about this before. The initial gets you in the door type of thing, yes, that's a little bit of motivation to walk through the door. But after that, your action and your ability to continue to do action creates results, which then motivates you to continue to moving forward. Results are the biggest motivator. So once you see results, if we go back to the person A and person B or person one and person two, the first person didn't see any results. So they gave up and they were unmotivated to continue. Whereas person number two saw phenomenal results and they will continue because now they're motivated and saw that their action showed results and then they can keep moving forward. So. How does all this stuff correlate to habits in my environment? So if I'm trying to do any of these sort of things, if I want to change my life in terms of healthy lifestyle, or if I just want to change careers and do something that makes me happy and makes me have a purpose, it all starts with your environment. Okay? So if I'm trying to eat healthy, but my significant other is ordering pizza and wings every night, this is a problem. Okay? Because we are, in, we are not in alignment with each other with my goals. Alignment plays a huge role. You have to align your activities with the person that you want to become. Okay? So my alignment to that is huge. So when we're doing that, you know, there's an old saying that says, you are the average of the people, of the five people you spend the most time with. So think of the five people that you spend the most time with. Are they healthy? Or... Do they, you know, do unhealthy things a lot? Do they drink a lot? Do they smoke uh, weed a lot? Do they eat takeout a lot? Do they exercise a lot? Whatever that is, do they read a lot? Those five people, what they do is kind of what you are, right? So the average of those five people that you spend the most time with is who you are. So they are setting you up for success or for failure. 
So if you're looking for a way to get out of a situation, it may be time to audit your circle. So audit the people you spend the most time with, change those people, and you might be in a good position. So coming to a place like Prime or another place that's a training-centered facility where all the people there are looking to make positive changes and positive impact in their life is a great upsell to the average of the people you spend the most time with because now all those people are looking to do something similar that you are. So that's a good way to audit and find new people by going to do the thing that where the people who are doing what you want to do are. So you find that community of the people who are already doing something that you're trying to do. Now, once I get into this situation, how do I plan for this? Right? Planning is super hard. Writing goals that will help you succeed is super difficult. Um, and one of the things we want to do is not to over plan and not over complicate it, right? Because sometimes we make these to-do lists that are exhausting, right? There's so many things to do that we end up doing nothing. So another concept that has crossed my path many times before is this one, three, five concept. So each day, try to accomplish one task that will move you or move the needle into the direction that you want to go, the goals that you want to achieve. One task. Three moderate tasks that will also help you. And then five really small tasks that might, you know, like errands that you have to do for the day. As long as you got that one, one big task done for the day, your day was a success. The other ones are bonus. So the one big task that'll move the needle for you in the right direction. And that's if you plan for that, and if you accomplish that one thing, you can feel a sense of relief and have a win for the day. Winning the day right, is all about creating action, and then you have that result because you got something done, which then creates that motivation to do it again tomorrow. Now, things are not linear. Results are not linear. Progress is not linear. Strength is not linear. linear health is not linear. All of these things have an ebb and flow. And as I'm looking at my audio on the thing, uh, the monitor here, it shows some really crazy lines that you see. And this is kind of like how progress happens. And you are inevitably going to plateau. Great friends of mine, back when we were uh, participating in CrossFit in, in Brooklyn, have come to visit many a couple of times when we first opened the gym up here. And one of the things that they talked about was the biggest changes that ever happened in their life from a plateau or from whatever were changes in their lifestyle and in their nutrition. No more additional exercise will be able to change certain things. Not taking time off won't necessarily be able to change things. But small changes to your lifestyle and to your nutrition, to your stress levels, to your sleep patterns, all those different things will actually create more opportunity and growth and get you out of a plateau. For many of us, that plateau is nothing more than a high stress situation where we need to find out a way to manage and get out of. So how does all this relate to building habits, to lifestyle and things like that? One of the great things about exercise and nutrition is it's very clear cut. So exercise, if I'm trying to increase my squat number to be able to squat more weight, I have to squat. And if I don't squat, then I'm not going to get better. 
it doesn't lie, right? There's no false numbers there. It is what it is, right? It takes what it takes. I just made a quote about, you know, Nick Saban about this. So when we have this fallacy of like all these choices that we can make, but when it comes down to it, if we want to accomplish something, the choices are very limited about what we actually have available. We know the blueprint, right? We have the recipe. We don't always have the ingredients because we can't put the thing together and make it happen. So it takes what it takes and the amount of time it takes is the amount of time it takes. It's unfortunate that I have to you know, be here and be like, hey, this is, it is what it is because one of my least favorite phrases. But honestly, it, it, things are exactly what they are. If you, you know, there's a, there's a great book um, that uh, we read a long time ago, I'm trying to think of the name of it and the author. Um, it's something called Shut Up, or Stop Whining, Shut Up, and Get a Life. And I think that the whole premise of it is your life is your fault, right? So everything that happens, for the most part, you know, granted any crazy things that are happening, but everything that's happening is a, is a direct result of where you're at. So your life bends, I think I put this in a, in a post today from James Clear, who I'm a part of his like email list, and he talked about uh, just the trajectory of your life bends in the direction of your habits. So the trajectory, where your life is going, bends to the direction of your habits. Okay? So forming new habits and forming consistent habits is like I said before about action. So there are certain things that they talk about in the book that go through it. Some things are, are like make it obvious, okay? So if I want to change something, make it ridiculously obvious that that's the thing I wanna do. Put notes on the refrigerator door, you know, put post-it notes all over your house to remind yourself, right? Make it as obvious as you can to be able to do the thing that you wanna do. A lot of times we have to break, you know, quote unquote, break a bad habit so in order to break a bad habit, we have to make it very difficult. So it's, you know, it's the opposite type, type of idea. So we have to make it not obvious, and then we have to make it difficult, right? So to make a new habit, we have to make it obvious and easy and fun and enjoyable. And then to break a bad habit, we have to make it not fun. We have to make it difficult, and we have to do all those sorts of things. So if we can start to think of that and think of our habits, like, okay, so how can I make it very difficult? Let's say my habit that I want to break is eating potato chips. I love potato chips. So if I want to stop eating potato chips, I have to make it very difficult. So then I don't buy potato chips. They're not in the house. That's step one, okay? Step two, make it not fun. Uh, I don't know put something that I don't like on the potato chips or buy potato chips I don't like, like a salt and vinegar or something. I don't like those kind of potato chips. So I wouldn't even eat them because I wouldn't enjoy it. All right. And then make it a, like oblivious that I'm trying to get rid of it. So that want to be a little trickier, right? But you want to try to make it obvious or the opposite of making it obvious to get rid of it. And then if I want to substitute, you know, like uh, something healthier, in response to potato chip. So you need something crunchy and salty and things like that. So you have to find something to substitute it. Okay, so I have to make it obvious that that's my choice, right? Maybe put the, the thing that I wanna replace it with in the spot where the potato chips were. That's pretty obvious. So you open the cupboard and there's no potato chips, but there's uh, a salted almond, you know, roasted almonds with sea salt. Okay, and make it enjoyable. You know, I guess get some flavor or get eat it with something that you enjoy. Um, and then make it easy, it's right there. All right, so now we've transformed a habit um, 
from something that we don't really want to do to something that's a little bit better. Now, these things don't happen overnight and things take time. And like we said before, there's no definite time. Like there used to be the idea like, oh, 21 days creates a habit. Not entirely true, right? Because habits are things that happen. They're just part of your life, right? They're just a thing you do. Like you put on your right shoe before your left shoe, right? That's a habit. Now, if you wanted to do your left shoe over your right, it isn't like you just don't go back and forth to put on your right and then your left and your right and your left. You just keep doing it. Your habits are your life. Everything you do is based on habit. So being able to divine, de- design your life around the habits that lead you to being the most successful, then that's the, the trick to it. And in that same notion, I just wrote this to, to um, an email or something. I don't remember where I even set it out. But like this is not a destination type thing. Once I reach my 20-pound goal, the work is not done. So if person A and person B have this idea that they want to lose 20 pounds, once they get to 20 pounds, it isn't over. The, the work is not done. The work is never done. Because in order to maintain and sustain and do all these things that you want to do, you have to continue to lead that lifestyle. I can't lose 20 pounds and be like, okay, I'm going to go back to eating ice cream every day because I'm just going to gain the 20 pounds back. So if I'm going to lose the 20 pounds, I have to make changes and keep those changes through these habits, right? And then keep it going for a long, long time. And in there, there's a, that concept to never, we talked about it in the last podcast, to never miss twice. Like I said, like if you want to have ice cream as a celebratory thing, I lost my 20 pounds, I'm going to have ice cream tonight, outstanding. But if you let yourself eat ice cream the next three or four nights, now you've created a habit to eating ice cream every night. So these habits are easily broken and easily transformed into new habits. And it doesn't have to take one, 21 days. It can be as little as two or three days in a row that will detriment your habits and get on a track that you may not be willing to go to. Hope that helps and creates some clarity around that idea. All right. So a quick summary of today. Uh, not a whole lot in, in here to talk about. I mean, these are very, uh, I think for me, they're very clear-cut ideas. Now, not this isn't the same for everybody, obviously, because I, you know, people, we, we talk about this a lot. I've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I've been since... Let's see, when I was a senior in college. So after my senior year in college, I had my appendix out that summer. So that summer would have been 2005. The summer of 2005, I got my appendix out, and then I gained quite a bit of weight, and I wasn't exercising. I didn't do anything because my appendix was out, and I was limited. I couldn't do anything, and then I went back to college, and I was a graduate assistant. And I think the first time I realized that I was kind of going in a you know, the direction I didn't want to go to is I went for a run after practice. So I was coaching football at Ithaca College. Um, I was getting my master's. I went for a run with a former, uh, you know, a former teammate who was also coaching with me and one of the coaches who was an older gentleman, probably in his early 50s. They absolutely smoked me in this jog and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. At the time, I probably stepped on the scale and I was somewhere between 225 and 235 pounds, the heaviest I'd ever been in my entire life. This was right after my appendix. I didn't work out all summer. I had no sports to motivate me or to keep myself 
on track to exercise. I couldn't really move a whole lot because my abs hurt. I just had surgery. I was eating, you know, whatever I wanted to, and it just turned into something bad. I was at a point where I was like, all right, I don't, I need to do something. I've never weighed 230 pounds in my life. I'm in this, this downhill slope to, you know, potentially get big and not have to be able to do the things I want to do. Like that was the, the spark. I went for that run and Ithaca's pretty hilly. If you, if you know what Ithaca's campus is like, and I was dying, literally dying. Um, shortly after a friend of mine had recommended a book, um, it was called The Abs Diet, which is kind of a funny, funny title, but I still use recipes out of that book today. And all it had was some basic nutrition guidelines and a simple workout. And I followed that pretty religiously for like two years. And then I got down to, you know, about 205-ish, which is where I lived for a while. And then when I started CrossFit, you know, probably, I don't even know now, maybe six to eight years later, I started doing a little bit more of like a paleo style. Well, I was vegan in there for a little bit, which vegan, I lost a ton of weight. And I couldn't keep weight on. And then I switched to like a more paleo style where, you know, all carbs were the enemy, which obviously didn't work either. But it's kind of like all of these different experiences have kind of led me to where I am right now, which is living at about 185 pounds, which is pretty good. And I think where I should be. Um, all of my numbers are good. All of my metrics are good. I've gotten, you know, life insurance and they've tested me for all those different, you know, cholesterol and blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. And everything's in a very, very healthy range. So I'm, I'm pretty happy and healthy where I'm at. But it took me a long time to get here. It didn't happen overnight, and it happened through experimentation with different things. So I think that the, the moral of that, that story is that um, we want to make sure that we have opportunities to do that and give ourselves the chance to do that. Right? And, and we can do that for a, a lot of different ways, but I think one of the big ways is your environment. Right? And being able to surround yourself with the people and the things that will help you achieve your goals. Okay? So habits, environment, right? making sure that we're able to do the things that we want to do, um, keeping things moving forward, not plateauing. All of that stuff is all about our lifestyle and our basic lifestyle like best practices, right? basic lifestyle practices. So we think sleep, nutrition, stress, and movement, those are gonna be our you know, basic lifestyle practices that we wanna keep moving forward for a long, long time, and it never ends, right? It never ends. I think that's an important thing to, to realize too, that this, this process, it's never over, right? If it's over, then you know, we, we let ourselves go and be in a position where, hey, maybe that's not where I wanna be right now, and then you have to start the whole process all over again, developing all the old habits all over again, and changing things all over again. Stick to it. One of the best advice I've ever read or seen is that the best way to, to get in shape, never get out of shape. All right? Keep it moving. Keep the processes going. And eventually, you'll be living your life in your prime. Have a great day. And we'll be back next week with another one. I'm trying to keep these going every week. And so far, so good. As long as Tori and you guys keep up with coming up with ideas that I can talk about, then we'll keep it moving. All right? So see you. And have a great day. Great, wonderful day.